Juicero, the best juice ever. What comes out of the Juicero is so fresh that it shouldn't even be called juice. It should just be called, I don't know, squashed produce, because that's what it is. Our founder, Doug, is straight up made of juice. Literally, there's juice in my veins. 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 Hello and welcome again back to uh, Trash Future, the podcast where I don't say the name of it. Well, I say the name. I don't say the intro of it anymore. Um, you fuck this up even worse than the old intro. Like you're like irony attempt to not say the intro. You just bungle it even more. No, I'm not saying the intro. The intro is too long. I'm tired of the intro. It's done. Okay. Uh, I still believe in the intro. Mm-hmm. I believe in, in, the, in the spirit of it. Yeah. But it's too long. You're like a jaded former communist, you know. I, I still believe in it, but I've <laughs> I've downgraded my expectations. <laughs> yeah, no no more intro. But hey, it's happy happy birthday approximately to us. Woo! Woo! We're a year old and we are the exact same premise and crew. Yeah, we fuck way more than the average one year old. Hey! That's for sure. We shit the same amount. Yeah, we're like an Austrian basement one-year-old. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, he's taking out all the classic references. <laughs> mm. And we have basically actually done some prep work today. Do a very—I I forgot to introduce myself. That's great. Um, I'm Riley. You may remember me from every other episode of this podcast. Oh yeah. And we've done some prep work today to bring you the story of the thing that inspired this podcast from the very beginning that we've alluded to quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and uh, we are Famous finally... Roman Republican Senator Juicero. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're talking about the Juicero. We're, we're going through it. Who do I got with me in the room? Uh, it's your dad's best friend, Olga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's uh, Milo Edwards. You can find me on Twitter at Milo underscore Edwards. You may remember me from almost every other episode of this podcast. And... A very special guest in a very special bowl. He's actually a phone in a bowl again this time, ladies and gentlemen. That's, oh, yeah. Sorry, that's you, Gareth. <laughs> oh, hi, it's me, Gareth. <laughs> uh, Gareth is um, one of the hosts of the Dollop podcast, uh, which is uh, you can find on iTunes and any other place that you have podcasts that you want to download. It's extremely funny, and I strongly recommend it. Am I really in a fishbowl? <laughs> You're in some Tupperware. You're in yeah. Tupperware. I promise it's clean. <laughs> oh my. Uh, well, I mean, it, okay. As long as it's clean. You're in the cleanest receptacle we could find in this apartment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's all I wanted to make Absolutely. sure. That's what we're about. Coming okay. second to Milo's anus. Well, hang on. <laughs> I'll take the Tupperware. <laughs> cleanest receptacle in this apartment. The trouble is, if you were in my anus, everyone else could hear you, but I would struggle. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah is... that is bad. It's bad. Probably bad for sound. Yeah, not good, <laughs> not good for sound. You'd have a great time. Great soundproofing, but, but terrible. In fact, really the opposite yeah. of what we want to be doing here. Um, are we pitching a black mirror? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's uh, that's it's no. It's it's what if? What if your ass was a phone? <laughs> what if? What if your ass was a phone oh and everyone God. else could hear it? Speaking of small holes, to squeeze uh. out products. nice oh my goodness so we are yeah we are going to be here we're going to be talking in depth about what and i'm sure everyone who listens to this show knows what the juicero was um and we're gonna we're gonna get (laughs) yeah pouring 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 a glass of cold press out for my boy (laughs) doug Doug evans this is a name we're going to hear a lot over the next hour doug evans born and raised in new york city wrote I was bored with drawing on paper and pencils for fun. I wanted to be famous by painting graffiti on subway trains and hanging out with guys like Warhol, Basquiat, and Herring. But I dropped out of high school because I couldn't fathom any more school, so I decided to join the U.S. Army instead, which I guess is what you do if you're an anti You certainly have a husband. (laughs) Um, I I went all in and chose the 82nd Airborne. I went in wanting to be a general so I could push my limits to the max. After the military, the closest legitimate vocation <laughs> to graffiti was graphic design. So he just doesn't tell us why he left the military. 
He leaves that a mystery. <laughs> love juice too much. Uh, Having seen this guy, I cannot imagine him being in the he's, military. Uh, he's like uh, the like eighty second wavy gravy division. He he he. He, Cold press gravy. Yeah, <laughs> he's a right, right. He does not have a, what you call a military bearing, but this is what I find right. very interesting. Uh, he says his closest vo- look vocation to graffiti was graphic design, which is the the, the most legal version. Uh, after the, uh, but I didn't just sign up for classes online. I tracked down legendary designer Paul Rand, showed up on his doorstep, and worked closely for him for seven years without pay. What? <laughs> He was a volunteer graphic designer for seven years. And stalker. I was only given free juice. Seven years. He's like, he treats it like meatloaf, meatloaf <laughs> and fight club. <laughs> I, wanted to de- I wanted to destroy something the, beautiful. The first rule of graphic design club is you will not be paid. <laughs> um, so I, I, wanted I to love th- the idea of the guy actually offering him to get paid. And he's like, no. No, don't pay me. <laughs> this must be pure. This is pro bono. I need this for my Wikipedia page. Uh, yeah. So what I find interesting is Paul Rand, um, this guy he works who decides to work for for seven years without pay, which Ayn Rand's son. Al- almost. Again, I, I, f- first, how did he live? How did he eat? Is that just Rand Paul's like Mr. Shrub pseudonym? <laughs> <laughs> the what ultimate libertarian. I like the sound of this Paul Rand guy. <laughs> how, the, how the fuck did he live for seven years without, without ever getting paid? Did he? I don't know this because I couldn't find out. I don't know if he had rich parents. He was giving anything. jobs for money, surely. Juice. He was fed juice. This is where it starts. This is the inception. The start of a human centipede. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, the, well, I did actually a little research on Paul Rand, by which I mean I, I, I did a, gave him a cursory Google. And, and this actually is, is sort of not premonitious isn't a word. It's what I'm going to use. Um, Paul Rand was the chief architect behind Apple's Think Different campaign, which said, uh, here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules and have no respect for the status quo. And you, you can quote them, disagree with them, glorify them or vilify them. But the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they cha- can change the world are the ones who do. Because, Riley, please stop reading from my Tinder bio. This, <laughs> this and the, the thing is, this, um, this attitude in Paul Rand was the thing, was all kind of, I think, the, the thing that would bring Doug Evans to a sort of um, psychotic desire for um, fame and to transcend mortality. Uh, again, through graphic design. Through graphic design. Only crazy dreamers like that could think juice, but eight hundred dollars. <laughs> or indeed, join the eighty-second airborne. <laughs> I don't play by the rules, except the incredibly regimented daily life of being in the military. <laughs> I really want to meet Basquiat. I better join the army. <laughs> um, so he goes on. Um, so if this is this is his situation, right? He is. Uh, a guy who wants to be famous through graffiti and decides to become a, a volunteer graphic designer for seven years. Uh, in the in seven years, seven years, you know, you just go fucking paint a wall, right? Yes, yeah, just go tag some shit, man. <laughs> yeah, Banksy. That's what Banksy did. Just seven years yeah. as an apprentice. Seven years was unpaid. Uh, Doug Evans. Is Doug Evans Banksy? It's <laughs> Doug Evans ah. Banksy. <laughs> that would explain quite a bit. Um, and uh, and open some new questions. <laughs> For example, why did why is late period Banksy so interested in cold pressed juice? <laughs> um, so he 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 says basically this is in the nineties, but then he has a, a a crazy revelation where he says, and this is this is I'm quoting from him. In 1994, my mother died of cancer, and then my father died of heart disease. Then my brother developed type two diabetes. Are Atrial fibrillation, hypertension, and had the first of two strokes. Oh, so thing, things aren't great. Then yeah. he had three more, and they formed a band. <laughs> it still doesn't necessarily make you think juice is in this man's future. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think maybe something like medicine, right? You know, it was pretty obvious then. I needed to make juice. Because <laughs> <laughs> like all of this overwhelming sadness, what'll cheer me up? What'll two cheer people me up? died two strokes later. I was like, it's juice. Juice in time. And that's when I watched the O.J. Simpson trial. <laughs> and I thought, I need to murder my wife. 
So, and I was like, if he gets away with this shit, I'm going to invent something. (laughs) And I was like, shit, he did. (laughs) Well, he says, I was terrified and depressed. I suddenly was confronted with the idea that I was genetically predisposed to early mortality. Something seems off. Both my parents died in the same hospital, and we all ate the same American diet. Hospital you live thing. in the same area, and you eat at the same dinner table. Yeah, the, the idea that these parents... Theory is this. <laughs> that they die in the same hospital, it's like, how is this possible? It's like, well, they lived at the same home, right? Yeah, that's where they take them. They take them there. That's how the ambulances do it. episode of we can't take her there. That's where her husband died. You're right. I'll know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're uh, we're gonna we're what are we what are we thinking today? Uh, oatmeal. Oatmeal. He used to yeah. eat oatmeal. Jesus. My mom and my aunt's sister have the same name. Mm. <laughs> oh my god. It's like that episode of The Simpsons where they try and solve the JFK assassination. He's like, Marge, they were trying to steal the Jack Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> so he. He has this realization that both his parents died in the same hospital for some reason, uh, and they were all eating the same diet. And he says, and so I went cold cucumber and stopped eating processed food, refined meat, dairy, and animal products, and I started eating plants. Um, At the same time, he also met a a vegan at a nightclub called Denise Mari, who he then started a relationship with. Uh, What are vegans that go to nightclubs? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great place to meet a vegan is a nightclub. (laughs) Which nightclub? (laughs) Uh, you no, know, he doesn't say. <laughs> Although, you know, knowing the turnover rates of nightclubs in lower Manhattan, I'm sure it's still open. You know, no, the question no one's asking, though, is how did he know she was a vegan? Because we all know how he knew that. <laughs> For, you mean that he right away he was just like, yeah, I'm a vegan. <laughs> and he was like, she that's was so like, funny. I'm a vegan. Both my parents are dead. <laughs> oh, they died at the same hospital. I read about you. I'm, I'm, it's a real coincidence. Have we ever looked into if two people who've ever gone to this nightclub have died? <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. There's something about this nightclub that's killing people. <laughs> um, so he becomes a... No, all the people who died on 9-11 worked in the same building. Shut the fuck up. What? <laughs> <laughs> this was a targeted attack. <laughs> I'm sure there were lots of people who who, who died on 9-11 who were just tourists in that building. (laughs) Wait a minute. Seeing the scenic offices. So after this, he was obsessed with this idea that what can I do to have the greatest impact on humanity and human health? And then he had this realization. Nobody eats enough vegetables. And again, I am quoting from him right now. Vegetables are hard to eat, and juicing is an easy way to get someone to eat a serving of fruits and vegetables. Vegetables are hard to eat. They are. Who gave hard. this man a pen? Who trusted him? They're hard. Every time I see a cucumber, I'm like, where do I even begin? <laughs> well, the middle. I've tried to like eat them. It's all that chewing. I'm like, no. <laughs> Who has the time? I've got places to be. In this, in this rough, yeah, rough 90s world? Yeah, there's just no time to chew. <laughs> I got a vegan nightclub to get to. His legacy was going to be bringing juice to the people. Oh my god. And so Jesus. Evans and Mari. No, I'm sorry. That's yeah. Moses. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was I was really hoping we'd go. I didn't know how much lo- how long we'd go without that um I'm so sorry. Without that homophone. Okay. So that's his legacy, is juicing. So Evans and Mari decide they would go on to create a business called Organic Avenue, where you could go in and everything would be made out of fresh, ripe, or raw organic fruits and vegetables. Quote. It was a vision of a restaurant someone could go to where no animals were harmed and no humans were harmed. Uh, there's two harmed humans. Apart from the cockfighting. <laughs> that was an integral part. <laughs> like, like, it's like, what, is he imagining what a restaurant where you just you go and you can just kick your waiter in the nuts? Like, I don't understand this. <laughs> oh, yeah. No humans are harmed. <laughs> no humans were harmed in the making of this juice. Apart from all the staff who are being Smart. paid less than the minimum wage. <laughs> Shh. It was, it was so magical, he says, to be able to have that. Oh, God. I was drinking several glasses of juice a day as my primary form of uh, hydration, which is magic. Can you imagine the lack of shutting the fuck up going on with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> he also talks about how much juice he was drinking in the way that like heroin addicts talk about how much heroin they were doing, but with yeah, like none of the yeah. regret. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of shits that that man I mean, had. there's some days where I was just drinking juice all day. Yeah. <laughs> 
I couldn't even think about anything else. I, I wouldn't even take calls from my yeah. mother. I, I woke up. She I was woke, dead. I fell into an Apparently something to do with the location she was in. Uh, yeah, I, I, I woke up. I, w- I woke up face down in the ditch, my face in a pile of kale. <laughs> Co- was covered the cop in was right. Juice. I was eating broccoli. Hi, um, my name's Riley, uh, and I've had nothing but juice uh, for 21 days. And I'm Jack. Just <laughs> Yay, <fucking>. Riley! <laughs> okay. Um, and the first store opened in 2006. The business grew quickly, but margins were persistently thin because New York real estate is expensive and the inventory was perishable and always going off. And because people were put off by the lack of cockfighting. <laughs> no, everyone was like, I want a restaurant where people are harmed. Yeah. <laughs> this is unrelatable. It's unrelatable. If you can't. at least waterboard the sommelier, <laughs> um, and he's we, trying to tell you what kind of water it is the whole time. Shut up! <laughs> I'm order, I'm ordering this water to be poured in your head under over a cloth. 2009 Evian. Shut up! <laughs> no, with, with Doug, I, I can only imagine Doug Evans coming into like the you know American military industrial complex, being like, guys, 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 you're spending all of this time and money waterboarding. People you think are terrorists when you could be using cold pressed juice. Think of the nutrients they'd be them. taking in forcefully while trying to give you objectives. <laughs> <laughs> these these guys they could they could instead of you're trying to what if what if they became so so just nutriented up what if they got so fucked up on nutrients that they just told you everything? <laughs> the Taliban give up because they're like. Those guys have juice. They have vitamin C. <laughs> oh, you mean like from a bottle? No, no, no. Cold press. <laughs> <laughs> the mother of all presses. Um, so they were on the brink of insolvency. And in 2012, Mr. Evans and Mrs. Mari, who are now, or Ms. Mari, who are now separated, uh, sold them. Oh. M- m- yes. Pour one out for my boy, family court. Oh. Oh, separated, boy. curiously, both from the same relationship. Yeah. <laughs> sold a majority interest in Organic Avenue to a private equity firm. And then they were both ousted from the company. <laughs> the company was eventually sold to another private equity firm, which shuttered all the stores. But upon being fired, Mr. Evans said that the following was his biggest problem. And I'm just going to take a pause because I need to inhale oh, before this. Is this is so good. Because who boy, is this not the problem you'd usually have after you've been fired from a job? Actually, you know what? Do, 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 does anyone have any guesses as to what the biggest problem was? I know what it was. So don't, don't fucking say it. Gareth, Olga, any guesses as to what the big problem was? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of problems. Um, Nothing can bring uh, his parents back to life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not enough juice pumping will do that. I don't know. No. I'm, I'm curious. Proving that the yeah. doctors were part of an international Jewish conspiracy. <laughs> you're not going to get it. You're not going to be able to pet cemetery your parents. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, there goes my whole afternoon. Quote. Suddenly, I no longer had access to cold-pressed juice on demand. Oh, God. Oh. Implies he still had access to it, but just at random intervals, which he had no control over. Yeah. I tried making juice at home, but couldn't find an easy solution. Uh. I know. If only there was a, a, a shop. If, not, if, I, if only people could reconcile the, the fundamental difference between solid and liquid. If only there was some kind of machine. No, there's yeah. nothing. Like a Macintosh. <laughs> I mean, but this does sound like addiction. Like he lost his job and his only thing is like, I, where do I get the next high? <laughs> I gotta get yeah. my juice fix. <laughs> but also it's like, it's like, remember like what this guy's like core psychosis is. It's like, like he lost a lot of family members and then got like a twin mes- messiah and immortality obsession. Ooh. Right. Wow. Like he was like, I don't want to die, but I want to save the world from also dying. But mostly, I don't want to die ever. And solve my parents' murder at the same hospital. (laughs) (laughs) It has been upgraded to a murder. Thank you, Gareth. There's no doubt in my mind it's a murder. They were at the same (laughs) hospital. Yeah. This winter on Showtime, diagnosis blender. (laughs) (laughs) Two deaths, two people, one hospital. (laughs) Something just doesn't add up. He's just so driven by this need to be as Messiah. And you could, he, I want, he's like, I want to be famous. I want to be a general. Um, I want to work for free for seven years for the guy who did a marketing campaign about how cool it is to be a genius. 
he is he is certainly a a a, a very interesting person. Um. So he no longer has access to cold press juice on demand because he's gotten fired from his job, and that's what you get in benefits now. Fortunately, he was offered a job at the tiny violin factory. <laughs> I, knew, I knew about the power of commercial cold press juicers, and I wanted that power in the juice that was come out of it. Was it possible to create such a thing that would fit in my kitchen countertop? Um, yeah. The problem with conventional juices is they just won't fit on your kitchen countertop. Yeah, now, there's I'm juicers. Saying, <laughs> it's just a juicer. So that's the, the that's the, that's his that's that's sort of him. I've got another couple of insights into his personality from when he was actually working at the company. Um, a former employee was interviewed. Says he either bullies you until you submit to what he wants to do, or he finds someone else who will go along with what it is that he wants. Um, he had his hands in almost every part of the business, which is just impossible for anybody to do. He tried to control literally everything. But still, it wouldn't bring his parents back. I mean, I'm I'm going with the emotional angle, and I think it's really working. Like this is his, the the movie of his life. Yeah, he's like a terrible juice Batman. So <laughs> he's he's impossible to work for, and also he went on vegan ultra endurance athlete Rich Rolls podcast. Oh, Rich uh. Rolls. <laughs> That's got to be a fake person that was invented <laughs> by 4chan, surely. <laughs> and says he treats. Every Juicero team member as a venture capitalist who can make one bet. And that's how they're going to allocate their 40, 50, 60, or 80 work hours per week. Oh, what a dick. Because <laughs> that's There's no difference between labor and capital. I don't know if you guys knew that. You just, you just spend 80 hours a week trying to find out what the hell was going on in that hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so but that's also it's like that's that's that is such a sort of bizarre and weirdly atomizing silicon valley way to think about this is that everyone's a venture capitalist but only i get to get rich yeah because it's I, a system I, that'll work for a while for sure oh yeah totally it's good yeah um i mean he he was a coachella this year he still has plenty of money he's doing fine oh yeah no well uh meritocracy is alive and well he also absolutely has zero spent like he's zero spending on food can we just talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> Someone said to him, do you want to come to Coachella? We're all going to get juiced up. And he was disappointed. <laughs> so I have, I have two more things about, about Doug Evans, and then we can move on. Um, we finally what, reveal who killed his parents. <laughs> what, it was the American diet. It was big oatmeal. Um, so I have, I, what Evans wants, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, can range from impractical to humiliating. Several employees related an anecdote in which flies had been cropping up in the company's San Francisco office. Evans, a vegan who, had o- who only allowed his employees to expense vegan meals on business trips, refused to implement a solution that would kill the flies. <laughs> I'm sorry, we, just, we basically just had you on to disgust you. <laughs> Well, I mean, that is just such, I'm, a, I'm like, a, I'm a vegetarian who, uh, you know, en- uh, enjoys the life of animals and wants them to have great lives. But if, fly, like, flies, that level of, like, no, no, let them be, is, like, you will live with a lot of flies if this is your policy. This will get to the <laughs> point where you despise flies. Especially in a hospital. Hey! <laughs> yeah. Also, the vegan thing is like, imagine him just at night calling coffee shop after coffee shop asking whether it was a soy latte. Oh, yeah. That the person yeah. bought. bought. Uh, you don't yeah. print this on your receipts. <laughs> yeah. Or expensing, like, if you're expensing dinners and you just decide to get a cappuccino after dinner, he's like, what kind of milk? Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm going to need to talk to the waiter, obviously. Like, oh my God. So I hear there was a fly in your soup. What'd you do with it? <laughs> it was dead when it was in my soup. So it was dead. That's weird. So uh, you're saying that the soup murdered the fly. <laughs> so the soup was not vegan. <laughs> you know, I've Wait. been a bit of a conspiracy theorist ever since my parents died at the same hospital. <laughs> Wait, did you harm the waiter? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you and the fly were in the same restaurant. <laughs> it's weird that I've never seen you and this fly in the same room at the same time, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe that's why Juicero didn't do well. He only employed flies. Yeah. So the employee said he had to interview companies and ask if they had a catch and release program for flies. Ugh. What? What? Isn't that, isn't that what the U.S. Army called their, like, Taliban <laughs> program in Afghanistan? That's what happens when you meet a vegan in a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. happens when veganism meets the 82nd Airborne. 
<laughs> We've got these high-value target flies. <laughs> Catch and release. This employee actually had to go and teach Doug Evans that catch and release for pests is not humane because it's more stressful on them if you catch them and relocate them and then they just die anyway. Who, who analyzed how stressful different stuff is for flies? There's some fly summer who was like, do not even talk to me about this shit today. I have already been on 15 different rice cakes, none of which I enjoyed, and I was swatted at by a very sweaty lady in a boulangerie. <laughs> oh, boulangerie, very fancy fly. Yeah. So this is, this is the kind of guy he is to work for. And I have one more thing about him, uh, which is in an interview with Recode um, that Evans did, Sam Biddle, who is a reporter for The Intercept, um, asked him a very point-blank question. Not all juice is equal. So how do you measure life force? How do you measure chi? Now, Sam Biddle's pretty fucking cool, so I can only assume this was a troll. No, wait, no. Isn't that what? isn't that what he replied to the question? I thought. No, this is his question. Oh. Um, and then another Twitter user followed up saying, "Yes, how much cheat does it contain per serving?" So here is his answer. What? Here, <laughs> he has an answer. He has Everyone an answer to this question. To Everyone needs to get hurt in this <laughs> discussion. Go, how much cheat is there? I don't know. Not enough to hurt a fly. The important <laughs> thing is you can actually only have one or less cheat because if you have multiple cheese, then that's cheese, which is not vegan. Hey. Hey. Yabba dabba doo. Ooh. Sorry, is that copyright? <laughs> yeah. Yabba dabba don't. I will need to claim uh, I'm going to claim refugee status or other podcast very quickly. <laughs> so here is his answer. Uh, so chi to me, and it's kind of funny in that people will tend to make jokes about these things, but I for me, why. I'm serious as a heart attack. So when I describe chi and life force, <laughs> Which, incidentally, uh... both my parents died from. <laughs> And let me go on a tangent here. <laughs> so he says, so when I describe chi and life force, and in preparation, I want to be really clear. If you were to take a steamed almond and a raw almond, they look the same. But if you plant them, what's going to happen to the steamed almond? You call this a steamed almond, even though it's obviously grilled. <laughs> the steamed almond is going to decay and rot. But the raw almond, you can't remove the life force. The steamed almond is dead, so it just decays. But the raw almond will still have chi in it. And that chi will allow it to sprout into a seedling and grow into an almond tree and replicate itself a million times over. Wait, he actually believes in that thing where if you swallow a seed, a tree grows in your stomach. Yep. And he's like, this is going to be a sick ass tree growing out of my head. <laughs> I'm going to become a tree. <laughs> I'm going to become like one of those things from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> wow. I'm just trying to figure out whether it is or isn't okay when a guy comes inside of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So this is this is a guy. You have who, to steam his cum first. <laughs> steam. Steamed cum. Stop you steaming look. my balls. <laughs> <laughs> you call this steamed cum, even though <laughs> even though it is obviously grilled. Um, yeah. So he believes in magic. Oh wow. That's, that's but even cute, that could bring his parents back. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He just yeah. steamed his parents. I don't Exactly the time when my parents died, David Blaine was suspended in a Perspex <laughs> box over London. Right, but this is, this How is, was he involved? What did this mean? This is, this is just the mindset of these people. They basically will take, they will take any explanation for anything that they want. They'll sort of apply it to some weird messiah complex that they have. And, 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 and then they will basically just start believing in the magic, whether it's chi or whether it's an algorithm or whatever, to say that, you know, I now deserve... The vast amount, a vast proportion of, of our society's resources to be allocated to me. Oh, Juicero is Brexit. Um, okay, so obviously we know that Doug is very passionate about fruit and vegetable uh, diets. So he decides that he's going to go with the name Juicero Press um, to maximize the amount of douchiness that comes from this. He wants it to be a Wi Fi connected juicer. Why does it need Wi Fi? It needs well. We'll get we'll get to that in a sec. Essentially, because this this will the juicero will tell you. I mean, it is for a very. It seems like for a reason that does not matter. Because basically, if you hold up your bag of juice uh, to this this like barcode scanner, this QR scanner, uh, which stands for something, uh, quick reaction or a scanner, quick, quick response code, it will tell you if the juice is good or bad. And then it won't juice a bad juice. But that also just seems like if you get the packs that you would automatically just be like, 
oh, it's good because it has like a sell by date or whatever. But instead, yeah. he wanted it to have Wi Fi again, just probably so that you're like, yeah, my juicer is connected to my Wi Fi, you know, and you could just be the worst person to talk to at a party. It checks that your juice hasn't said anything controversial online since you since you purchased it. Goes it goes back through your juice's tweets and sees if your yeah. juice is on the up and up. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. Your juice is Lana Del Rey on this. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want Mike Cernovich outing your juice for its old tweets. No, God forbid. <laughs> then, it gets, then it gets fired as your juice. Your juice is actually a duck-flavored milkshake, which is not... Oh, God. Not that's going to get out. People are going to be turned <laughs> off by that. I was actually thinking, like, what if I hack into my husband's juicero, see that he's been drinking beet juice, and he's allergic to beets, he's clearly cheating on me. That If this was still a thing, 100% a oh, story. That's not a bug, it's a feature. <laughs> Never mind. Doug Evans is a genius. Why would he be drinking pineapple juice mm. in the same house as his mistress? <laughs> Gareth, please, please continue serenading us. So uh, they wanted uh, the juicero to be cheap, so they started uh, deciding they'd sell it at about $700, um, <laughs> which makes it one of the most expensive juicers of all time, which I didn't uh, <laughs> get the- into what other ones there are, but that is exorbitant. Um, sorry to stop you, but that's one of the most expensive juices of all time. $1,000. Oh, sorry. Wait, what? $1,000? Yeah, some for... Some would retail for $300 more. So I don't know what that means, but that's something that is out there. Oh, oh, um, oh, oh, oh that's sucker pricing. It's just, yeah, I think that's what it is. My guess is that it's at like fancy, you know, like a juice bar. And they're like, oh, you have to have this. And then they just make it, you know, more expensive as a, a boutique item. Yeah. Well, it's the Juicero, Ju- Juicero boutique edition. The Juicero X Louboutin X Supreme. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Got a little um, thing on it. So he wants, so he, he, like we've established, he wants to make the freshest, best tasting juice uh, imaginable. And, you know, in traditional Silicon Valley, Hollywood style, uh, people like Justin Timberlake and Gwyneth Paltrow had tried the juice from the Juicero, enjoyed it. And this got him to get a hundred million dollars basically to make his juice dreams come true. Um, by starting like, you know, one of those on one of those donation sites sites. And so he's working on it for years in stealth mode. Um, <laughs> he, he like in order Snake. to like beef up like, publicity before the release in March 2016, uh, he like would have reporters come in and he would let them try the juice. But he was basically like, uh, hey, don't take any pictures of it yet. And so they were like, OK, so all these people are coming over and they're just trying the juice. Um, and you know, like reporters are, they're all like, this is expensive. Is it worth it? I'll be honest. Absolutely. It's worth it. It is absolutely <laughs> worth it. Um, he made 12 different prototypes. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. He made 12 different prototypes and he again, insisted people would not take pictures of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow says it's good and she's made a fortune selling crack pipes on the internet. So, <laughs> well, to be fair be though, she, yeah, she also has a daughter named Apple. So there could be some sort of weird tie in here where, I mean, she, I don't know. Stop I'm squeezing me, mommy. She wants it too hard. Get in the machine. Juice in her daughter. Apple. <laughs> I've not Feet seen first. Apple and this glass of apple juice in the same room at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Um, Conveniently, uh, the juicero was 16 inches tall, making it somewhat bulky, which again was part of the point of uh, why he wanted to do this so it could fit on your countertop, which as we established, juicers can. Um, (laughs) So it takes up a good amount of space uh, and people found it to be very expensive. Um, So they were trying to bring down the price uh, and they kept comparing themselves to Tesla, um, you know, saying that. They sort of had, uh, you know, they, they'd come up with something pricey, but they planned on sort of scaling it down, making it more affordable. Um, and it's pretty straightforward. It comes with the instructions that you place it on your countertop, you plug it in, you put in your countertop. juice pack. What's that? It's got to be countertop. It's countertop. Did I mention that? This will fit on your countertop. <laughs> it's yeah. got to be countertop. But as yeah, if no you really want to be like Tesla, juicers. you've got to have your employees dying in silent movie style accidents. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Sarah falls on you from a winch. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Gisera and then what, sent what was ju- juice bags to the tie boys? That's the thing. Uh-huh. We we've mentioned the we've mentioned the bags, but have we we haven't have we have we mentioned the mechanism uh, of of the juice extraction from the bags? Or are we getting there? Well, basically, what it is is there are one serving size pouches, 
And they look like an IV bag. They range from price between five to seven dollars. They came in flavors uh, among them: green, spicy greens, sweet greens, green zing. Uh, and then there's beet ones for Olga's husband. And then there's carrot ones too. Um, <laughs> and essentially, inside the pouch, like what what happened was, uh, you know, Doug was way up his own ass about the uh, produce. So he would be, you know, they would be bringing in. The, you know, non-GMO'd, the uh, straight from farm to table, vegetables and fruits. And they would, and they had like a... F- no flies were harmed. No, no, there's a fly flavor. Yeah, I didn't get there. Okay. <laughs> there's a fly one. Um, fly which she hell. loved. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and so they would like cut these vegetables up and then they would put them in this dumb little IV pouch. And then the countertop model... As we alluded to, he had this kind of erection for Mac stuff. So it is this smooth looking machine. You open the machine, you pop in the IV bag, you close the machine, you press it, you press uh, a button, and then with a, a crazy mechanism, slowly uh, the juice is pushed out of these IV bags through a little hole at the bottom. But it's like the amount of work that went into getting this right. Like I, I, they talk about. Like, so basically the thing had a large aluminum frame that had a core structure. There were 10 custom injection molded parts. Uh, there was one solenoid to keep the door latched, uh, but not structurally closed. There was a motor. There was a control board. There were two stamped steel parts. There was one coil. There were two custom dowel pins. There were four bushings, which I just assume is uh, hay. Uh, there was one gear. <laughs> there were various uh, screws and table, uh, various screws, connectors, and glues. And all that is just to keep the door shut. So in, uh, oh people, people who worked with him said that he, quote, went wild. Um, and uh, Man, yeah, I mean, so the machine was super high tech. Um, yes. Hey, Gareth, can I ask a quick question about the bags? Yes, please. So you mentioned that it was a bag full of chopped fruit and veg, or was it already a juice in there? It was essentially like juicy or full of juice, fruits and vegetables. So you could potentially open the bag and you would see kale pieces you would see pieces of carrot or um you know whatever but what the juicero would do is when you when you were done with the juice you would take if you were to look at the bag after it would just look like a bunch of dried fruit uh, and vegetables so it's it's kind of they're just like juicy when they go in the bag they're juicy when you juice it and then by the end through this uh, you know state-of-the-art mechanism are able to somehow milk the juice out of these bags with a small hole. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, again, my, not easy to do. My, my, favorite, my, my, my favorite part, actually, is how they figured out how to keep a door closed because, I mean, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest, I, I, I've never seen a door do that before. Well, the no. thing is that most juicers were so far behind on that problem that they didn't even have a door. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, yeah, and you know, and while they fit it on countertops, you still want ones that fit on a countertop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, most. I, think, I mean, most most juicers that I, I've been, or at least I've been familiar with, is they're very large, very metal. They're so big you have to put them outside. They have upwards yeah, of four doors. You need doors. a separate house for them. You need a separate <laughs> house for them. They get delivered with a big IBM truck by eight white-coated men. Yeah, <laughs> I have a separate house for my juicer, and that's how my husband started cheating on me. <laughs> went into the juice house. I just love the way 8,000 pounds of pressure feels on my balls, Olga. Me and Juicero love each other. Perhaps one of the single most advanced pieces of engineering that uh, is designed to cl- cl- close, a, close a door... And squeeze a bag. Yes. And yeah. And, and yes. It's, I mean, and it would use like in order for it to press the bag at the same place at the same time with, again, yeah, like you said, thousands of pounds of pressure on it. It was, you know, it took a long time to get this right. You know, yeah. years and years for them to be able to do this properly. Um it was clearly not your average uh, consumer product. The uh, people could tell right away that the the product had been assembled uh, with great complexity, great attention to detail. Um, the two primary exterior uh, exterior plastic parts are enormous. There was detailed injection molded with the the multiple slides and the action. There were changes in the wall's thickness, which made it really hard to mold it without imperfections. And it was, you know, textured like the Apple computer with a nice glossy finish. Um, the images show that the, the polymer used for the white parts 
um, went through eight different revisions. Uh, you can tell that because you never get a polymer right in, after the first seven. No, that's what, that's what they say. say. Yeah. yeah, so that's why you it never was, get the polymer right the first seven. Polymer H. Yeah, no, it's not easy. Good lord. No. Before this, if you wanted to squeeze juice out of a bag with that level of design, you had to just shut a bag of juice in your MacBook. <laughs> Which yeah. admittedly juiced it just then, as well. But what if you were trying to use your MacBook and drink juice? Yeah. You'd have to buy a second MacBook. And that, and that costs a little bit more than $800. <laughs> it's only just as Wi-Fi connectable. <laughs> really? There's not a lot of difference between this and a MacBook. The fact that it's Wi-Fi that? is involved just drive makes you so angry. <laughs> well, because otherwise you might drink a, a bag of bad juice and there's... There's no other way to get you that information. Yeah. No, without question. No, you can't. Yeah, there's no other way. I mean, you'd have to look at a, a label, you know, that's not easy. I heard that they made it Wi-Fi connectable basically so that you couldn't use like off-brand bags of juice with it. Like, yep. This will squeeze nothing but an authentic Juicero yeah. bag. Uh, one of the things they talked about was Keurig. Uh, they talked about Keurig a lot, like how yes. they, you know, Keurig made a mistake by making it so that anybody could take a Keurig shaped coffee and use it in a Keurig machine. So they were very, I mean, serious about the idea that they would never be able to be ripped off for their juice packets. Yeah. yeah. When people buy a $700 machine, they want to know that they're going to be entirely only able to buy consumables for it from that Absolutely. one company. Yeah. Even if it goes bust. <laughs> also, well, here's the thing, right? Like, what if, what in, let's say you're, you're Doug Evans, like, hey, not only that, it'll be modular so people can buy whatever juice packets. And you're like, what if they make a juice packet out of flies? Oh, my God. <laughs> a non-vegan oh, no. juice packet. What if they make a juice packet? <laughs> yeah, just a gravy bag. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what if they chop a cow up real small? <laughs> oh, my God. No. What, what are you doing? Oh, Doug. Oh, my God. I love drinking this cow's blood. What? What? <laughs> P- Peter Thiel just slowly closing a young boy into the juice era. <laughs> yeah. And drinking. Oh, man, the juice. I can't wait to drink some rhino. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, Apple, no, it's fine. Get in. No, it's vegetarian. She's called Apple. <laughs> He's got the QR code um, and everything. <laughs> Amazingly, I'm just going to read some, some quotes from, the, from our favorite thing, the New York Goddamn Times. Then there is Doug Evans' brainchild. With, I mean, the fact that a brain as weak as his is having children is worrying in and of itself. With no experience running tech companies and a bungled juice bar chain under his belt, he has extracted a remarkable $120 million in investments from Silicon Valley titans, including Google Ventures and Kleiner Perkins, Caulfield and Byers, and big companies like Campbell's Soup. <laughs> Campbell's Soup were like, how do you make solids into a liquid? <laughs> We've not been able to master it, but this guy... It's kind of what it, you know, Campbell's soup that we're like, well, we all know that you get bags of liquid out of the ground. That we've all established. We have the the soup miners for that. But how do you get it out of the bag, right? Um, And then, like, I can only assume that they were just, like, impressed by, like, the level of hype he put into it. So, like, this guy, we're just saying shit like, uh, this is great. So, uh, they didn't have any data to reassure them. Instead, they had little more than Mr. Evans' enthusiasm for juice. He drinks it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He is so committed to a largely liquid diet that he rarely consumes water. Okay, water is also a liquid. Can we just stress that for a moment? What uh, vegetables does it come out of, though? <laughs> I'm actually really worried about the, the salty about um, future sources of fresh water. Like, um, for example, the great bags of North America. <laughs> bag Michigan, oh, yeah. Bag Ontario. Both my parents and my brother drank water, and they're all dead. Coincidence? Whoa. Yeah. And then he says... Organic cold-pressed juice is rainwater filtered through the soil and the roots and the stems and the plants, he said. What? You extract the water molecules, the chlorophyll, the anthocyanin, which sounds like a poison, and the flavonoids, who sound like a band from the 80s, and the micronutrients. You're getting this living nutrition. It's like drinking the nectar of the earth. It's just like that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like drinking the nectar of the earth is like drinking nectar. (laughs) Yeah, you could do that. Drinking, drinking the soil-flavored Juicero bag. It's just a bag of soil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, there's an amazing part where it does genuinely seem uh, like Tesla, which is where he says that, uh, like, working with freelance welders and machinists, he built prototypes in his Brooklyn kitchen. By 2013, he had a working model, albeit one that occasionally blew apart, sending pieces of metal and food scraps <laughs> flying across the room. <laughs> All contained safely on top of the counter. Hey, honey, do you want a 90% chance of juice? <laughs> 
I love I love this quote as well. With the like so the, when he raised like the first load of seed capital, it says, with the extra money, Mr. Evans began hiring software engineers, mechanical engineers, food scientists, and app developers. It wasn't long before Mr. Evans realized he needed still more money. The innards of the machine were complex but manageable. It was the software, a lot of production facility, the electrical testing, and a thousand other things that necessitated a bigger staff. May I remind you that this is all in order to squeeze juice out of a bag? Well, actually, I was remembering what Gareth said. A lot of it's just to close the door. Yeah, but that's not easy. So the venture capitalists really like ate up this product for some, or drank it up. Oh well, Uh, venture capitalist Ben Einstein, who has literally the best (laughs) name. <laughs> and that boy grew up to be Ben Einstein. All right, Einstein. If Einstein was a bear, gentle Ben Einstein oh. uh, wrote that Juicero's press is an incredibly complicated piece of engineering, <laughs> but that the complexity was unnecessary and likely arose due to a lack of cost constraints during the design process. Eight as, different polymers, Milo. As, yeah, a simpler and cheaper implementation, suggested Einstein, would likely have produced much the same quality of juice at a price several hundred US dollars cheaper. Uh, such as two US dollars to buy juice. Um, <laughs> but this is the best one. It's like prominent YouTube electronics and equipment reviewer AVE came to a similar conclusion in his own disassembly and review video for the Juicero, demonstrating the ease with which the produce packets could be squeezed by hand and the considerable over-design and build quality of the interior. Um, Juicero then filed a complaint in federal court in April 17 against competing cold press juicing device, the Frothy Juicer for allegedly infringing its patent of squeezing juice. Well, I will say that we looked at the ad for that other one and that at least let you chop your own fruit. I know but, they were ahead yeah, of the game. Yeah, you chop your own fruit, but who's to say you're not chopping chicken? Who's to say you're not you're not harming any people? Yeah. Well, you're not well, going to room on your counter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you going to You have set well you have, you have two juicers. You have your meat juicer and you have your normal juicer. You won't have a counter anymore. No, no counter left. You're going to have to get a. You already sold your other juice house because you got these juicers, but now you have too many. You got to get the juice house back. Oh, oh my now God. You're chopping, now you're chopping your own fruit. What, next thing you know, you're beating your wife. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. <laughs> this is a harm free juice process. Okay, yeah, you can chop your own fruit, but how many polymers did you go through to build that thing? Yeah. Thank you. Well, probably not eight. Yeah. Business Insider, though, were by far the most excited by this. Uh, they said the juicero will be pricey at about $699. Pricey. Yeah. A Juicero investor tells Business Insider, although final costs are still being determined, but the product, this person says, is magical. Like, mm-hmm. ma- it squeezes juice out of a bag. It's literally a, a clamp with a, with a complex mechanism to keep the door closed. And a door. Yeah, and a it's door. a clamp. It's a, ki- yeah. a key door. The world's right. best clamp. Um, okay, so th- th- the quote continues. When you have Keurig coffee, I guess it's a good cup, but it doesn't blow your mind. This blows your mind because the fruits and vegetables are in a natural state. It's just a beautiful thing. They're chopped up and inside a plastic bag. How does he doesn't understand what a natural state? It's like when you go pick a bag off a tree. Yeah, (laughs) the bag tree. I mean, I wonder what that person would feel in an experience when they would like actually just try the fruit. They would literally come. (laughs) Wait until this person tries sex. (laughs) It's crazy. There's no process involved. You you just you put your penis right in there. Is that know. what you do? I've never had sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. Did you catch this quote, um, which is from David Crane, a partner at Google Ventures? It's the most complicated business that I've ever funded. It's software, consumer electronics, produce, and packaging. It's amazing. <laughs> That's a good omen. Oh fuck the ad! That was the that was the amazing part of the hype for me. I think we're what putting the ad in as the cold open. What's the ad? Yeah, but we can talk about the ad. Oh, we can the talk ad about for the, ad. the Juicero, where yeah. they like it's an ad of these two people going like, God. Oh, isn't it, it so is, hard making juice? It is have the to... worst heightened. It is insane. And yeah. it's I like know an one of the guys in it. I know a guy who like waves real quickly in it, which I was like, what the hell is he doing in this? It is you know the most over the top. Like, it's impossible. Was he harmed? He was killed. Yeah, he's in his bag of juice. I drank him. <laughs> he's suffocated by a bag of juice. <laughs> they turned Sorry, him, they turned him into I didn't juice. mean to cut you off, though, but it is insane. That little infomercial thing. Oh, yeah. Well, because what's amazing about it is like, God, making juice is so hard. And it's this couple who go around about the process of literally all food preparation, which is buying ingredients and then making them into food. And they're like, God, how do people do it? And then no sooner have you actually made food than there's dirty equipment you have to clean as though this is like an amazing thing no one could possibly endure. Uh, This is a man who, remind you, was in the paratroopers. (laughs) How did he survive? And went without food for seven years. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... 
part of their list of like impossible things about juicing is you've got to go find your juicer. It's like, well, that's not fair to add onto the stack of things. Yeah. It doesn't fit on the counter. It's yeah, that's the the thing. Counter. As they put it on the counter. It's like, okay. That fits on the counter. Hmm. You got to buy another house to keep your juicer in. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, it's amazing because there's no cleanup, right? Because you get the juice in the bag and the machine squeezes it out of the bag and then obviously you haven't made anything dirty because it was in a bag. As though these people aren't familiar with the concept of like packaged food and drink. Like you buy, you buy- Well, they're not. You buy a carton of juice and you, there's no cleanup because well, you just throw the carton away. That's the thing. Like, Think about who all of these sort of people who are enthusiastic about this thing were at first. Two types of people. Venture capital investors with a zillion dollars and celebrities who also have a zillion dollars. These people don't actually... These people have forgotten what it is to just be alive. So they're like, wow, there are a lot of steps in the process of food preparation we could disrupt with a lot of polymers. That, that's, why this, that's why this seemed reasonable. It's because all of these people were like, Oh shit, that is a lot of work. <laughs> also in the process of researching this, I discovered that like one of the one of the guy's inspirations was this like Huel type company that make like drinkable gruel to keep you alive. Uh that's literally called Soylent. And I was sitting with my mate who works in tech and he and I was explaining to him that like Soylent is like Soylent green, like the the the, gr- the like the gruel that's made of like human remains that they feed people to people. With fruit names. Yeah, it's and then, pe- it's made of people named Apple. And then he explained to me that they called it Soylent because it's like a, a mashup of soy and lentils. So the people who invented this Soylent thing are unaware that there's a thing called Soylent, which is like a mythical thing made out of people that is like force-fed to people in a dystopian novel. Yeah, meritocracy. They don't know all that dumb stuff, so they're free to think of like genius ideas, like how to close a door or make a juicer that can fit in a counter. It's the most remarkable cell phone. All right, shall we? Shall we turn our attentions? To the decline and fall of the Juicin Empire. Ladies oh, yeah. and gentlemen, it's your favorite bitch. It's, it's still Olga from before. The girl next door. <laughs> You're stalling while you open up the note, aren't you? April 19th, 2017. We all remember where we were, where we were reading the Bloomberg article that not only told us, but also showed us a video of two human hands squeezing a Juicero bag, and, and you'll never believe it, Squeezing all the juice out <laughs> by oh my god! That's why I. That's why I asked um, Gareth about whether there's juice or chunks in it because, like, is it you? You're squeezing actual pieces with your hand. It's like, well, they said that in like when you juiced it, the difference was I think if you used the juicero, you would get eight ounces of juice. If you did it by hand, you would get like 7.5 or 7.6. Uh, that's, so that, like, is co- that is correct. And yeah. on top of that, one of the investors came to the conclusion himself, but I will, I believe his name is Doug Chertok. Are you ready? There's no doubt the packs can be squeezed without the machine. I'm still a huge fan. <laughs> he also said... Wow. Juicero is still figuring out its sweet spot. I have no doubt they'll be very successful. Um, does it sound like he had some money invested into this? It's a machine no. for people with very weak hands. <laughs> I mean, just sit on it. Yeah. Um, I don't own any hammers. Uh, <laughs> but a couple months before that, um, someone named Jeff Dunn, is that his name from Coca-Cola? Yep. Um, yeah. joined in, and basically the next day after this... Famous healthy beverage company, Coca-Cola. Th- th- this reveal... Squeeze it out of a can. Um, he published a letter being like, we know what happened. Uh, everything's going to be okay. This is in April 20th. September 1st, it closed. What happened? I bet someone put the squeeze on them. Hey! Oh! Uh, wait, I want to... Right, I'm sorry, we've got more pressing issues at hand. Wait, I want to I want to read you some of the his letter that was like, we know what happened. Who cares? <laughs> uh, what are you going to have an empty countertop? <laughs> what are you going to embar- put there? That's embarrassing. So, Coffee machine don't make so, me laugh. You could put any pods in that thing. <laughs> yeah. So what we're saying, this is sort of slowly transforming from a way to cheat. Just and I, because like I I don't I, I feel like the juice arrow. I feel I don't know about you guys, but researching this story, I felt constantly gaslit by like just the the little bits of insanity you're forced to keep believing. Where mm-hmm. you have to remember, this is an invention that a guy made because he wanted to cheat death and be famous. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Continue. Okay. So this is so uh, as I mentioned, April nineteenth is the Bloomberg reveal. Yeah. April twentieth, 
Um, or 20, blaze it. April 20th, also Hitler's birthday. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so Hitler was the original stoner guy. So he became CEO right away the next day. And the next day he publishes this, uh, this letter um, after all the backlash. Um, guys, there's so much good stuff here. Juicero's mission is to make it dramatically easier and more enjoyable to consume more fresh, raw fruits and vegetables. And that's a really tough nut to crack. It's not that tough to crack. To crack two, two hands can do it. <laughs> there aren't even any nuts at Or a steamed nut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, a, a steamed nut, you're, you're basically eating a dead body at that that's point. A dead, that's gross. That's a corpse. Yeah, you're eating a nut corpse. You want to eat a living nut that can still struggle. You know what that really steams so my dead, nuts? It should go to the hospital where his parents are, which reminds <laughs> me. <laughs> okay, do you guys want to know the three reasons he, after everybody found out about the hand thing, uh-huh, he's like yeah. still used Sarah? Oh, yeah. Okay, are you ready? Okay, so bad. Yeah. I want to know One, so bad. The first closed loop food safety system that allows us to remotely disable produce packs if there is, for example, a spinach recall. <laughs> <laughs> Total recall three, spinach <laughs> recall. <laughs> Uh, in these scenarios, we're able to protect our consumers in real time. I also, I, I love that it's like, it, it just in the event, like, like the companies issue big press releases when that happens. Like a lot of the time, it's not that difficult to like know that there's a recall or know that your thing is is gone. And are if they, I want to drink it, I'm still gonna drink uh, it, yeah, motherfucker. Are they worried yeah. that everyone's gonna see the spoiled juice and just decide to ride the lightning and see what happens? <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> a spinach recall. <laughs> I've lived my life long enough in fear. I will no longer stand aside and be bossed around by slightly spoiled spinach. <laughs> also, hey Juicero, you've got your fucking Wi-Fi enabled. Just fucking tell the people that there's a spinach re- spinach recall. Is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Okay, two, consistent pressing of our produce packs calibrated by flavor to deliver the best combination of taste and nutrition every time. So maybe if there was, it was like arm day, you're not squeezing yeah. as well, whereas yeah. Sarah squeezes the same every well, time. Because it's like, what, do you have to squeeze beets more or less? Like, are they worried that you'll over-squeeze it? You'll get too much juice? If you get 8.1 ounces out of the beet, then it's all poison? Too much beet. And three, connected data so we can manage a very tight supply chain because our product is live raw produce and has a limited lifespan of about eight days that is absolutely pointless so what you just steamed. said it's not what you just said is pointless you didn't steam the juice because that, that's still i can do it with my hands well, i can no, still squeeze those bags with my hands what if you steam it anyways what, you can what, reach olga, me olga what if you steam it you can reach him at jeff at juicero.com should we email him it's a squeeze in the bag uh, meal system we we actually can't because uh everything about it is closed uh so april 20 2017 boom he writes this so we have May, June, July, August. He's trying to make this happen. September first, oh, yeah. it's done. He's go. It's done. It's over uh, on September first. Um, mm. his inbox was full. He was like, "The only solution, just close the company." I mean, hey, ha- happy Labor Day! Uh, you know, a bunch of a bunch of capital just got wasted, and if we've all read Thomas Piketty, we know that you know the only solution to inequality is mass destruction of capital stocks. So exactly. It- also, Doug Evans, though. <laughs> <laughs> So also, yeah, how's he doing? September first is my birthday. Has so he died? very, very. Oh no, no, no! He's drinking raw water. Uh, what's that yeah. you say? I'm about to read you something about what raw water is and what our our boy is up to. Also, he went to Coachella. He is doing fine. He went to Coachella this year. He's making a lot of money. Yeah, because he noticed that neither his parents nor his brother had ever been to Coachella. <laughs> they were all dead. <laughs> <laughs> This guy's so good at reasoning. So can I tell you what, what he's up to now? Yes. Yeah. Juicero founder Doug Evans is continuing to get really into raw water. Untreated spring water, backers say, has vaguely defined probiotic properties and doctors say could potentially be filled with pathogens and j- dangerous chemicals. Yeah, probiotic. Like carcinogens. It's alive. Evans, yeah. accompanied by a man, let's go, identified as a fire dancer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? told Vice Reporter Will Turton that the implosion of Jocera was awful. Um, he's committed to the vegan lifestyle. We know that. Can I read you a little more about what raw water is? I would really like if you did. Okay, so just like what we know, what we know about raw water, it has vaguely mild sweetness, a nice smooth mouthfeel. That's all the carcinogens, man. Mm. Nothing that overwhelms the flavor profile. Ooh. Rainbow Grocery shift manager Kevin Freeman told the Times, bottled water's controversial. What? What sort of We've flavor co- profiles does water have? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think water has two flavor profiles, which is clean or dirty, usually. Yeah. And he's saying, hey, what if... W- hey, you know, I mean, you wouldn't steam your water. 
you wouldn't steal a handbag. Are you guys <laughs> you ready? Steam Tap water. water? Yeah. You're drinking toilet water with birth control drugs in them. What? Mm. Chloramine. And on top of that, they're putting it in fluoride. Call me a conspiracy theorist, but okay. it's a mind controlling <laughs> drug that has no benefit to our dental health. Okay. <laughs> oh, fluoride is a mind controlling drug, obviously. You oh. gotta drink raw water. I love that yeah. he thinks that like it's a mind control drug, but also that it doesn't benefit our dental health. Do you think like the CIA would just be fair enough to like, okay, we can control your minds, but we will also look out for your we'll, teeth. We'll you know? do, Why we'll not do, do both? both? <laughs> and it was just an enormous coincidence that countries that have fluoride in the water also have um in general better dental health on average. Enormous coincidence. It's mostly a mind control thing. Have you ever seen better dental health and fluoride in the same room at the same time? No. It's to, it's to keep you from hurting those flies. <laughs> Government's- Unfiltered, unsterilized spring water goes for thirty six ninety nine for two and a half gallons. Mm-hmm. Refills fourteen ninety nine a pop. Does it fit in your counter? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, com- it comes in pouches. I use two Juicero outdated Juicero bags as to implants. <laughs> my favorite thing. My favorite thing about the raw about the the raw water. Is he's like, ah, yeah, tap water contains all that bad stuff, but raw water contains helpful pathogens. But raw water's $37. Yeah, it's expensive and has bacteria. You've just got to go to wherever he's sourcing this water and just dump Prozac and birth control in it and be like, fuck you, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And what if they're like, yeah, I'm just feeling better and my skin's clearing up and I haven't gotten pregnant recently. Morning (laughs) after pill? More like a cup of tap water. (laughs) (laughs) The only huh. safe thing is to drink your own piss. I guess. No, oh my god! If a guy offers me a cup of water, a glass of water after we fuck, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Are you not serious? <laughs> are you trying? Are you trying to say you don't want to have kids? Uh, no, it's okay. We use a condom. <laughs> we use a con- no, we don't need to use a condom. We'll have some water. <laughs> Here, if, you're worried, if you're worried about having kids, just apply eight thousand pounds of pressure to your balls. <laughs> to kind of to t- tie this all together, I'm glad that we have a, a, a system. Uh, of allocating our economic resources that makes sure that visionaries like Doug Jones can liter Doug Jones Doug Evans can literally never fail. Doug Jones bringing juice back to Alabama. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's him. Yeah, no, that Doug Evans can literally never fail. He, it's Doug Jones. You only have to pry a few pounds of pressure to to squeeze a Republican vote out of him. <laughs> Spicy. There you go. Political satire from me. That's not what you expected, is it, listeners? Ha. Huh. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So that is uh, that's America now. That's the story of how Doug Evans never found out what killed his parents. How I met my dead mother. That, yeah, that's that's all Doug Evans is. He's terrible Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the nutrients? Juice Wayne. <laughs> They're pouring birth control in the water. Uh, I think I think uh, Olga. That's the episode titled Juice Wayne. <laughs> Juice <you>. Wayne. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. Any 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 fi- any final thoughts on on our on our big countertop uh, polymers? Uh, <laughs> Guys, if you spot any any hot Doug Evans tags around your town, please just send. <laughs> <them>. <laughs> Send the photos in into our DMs. Yeah, send send us photos of Doug Evans it graffiti. Will be, it will be great when he goes back to graffiti. Oh yeah, Doug Evans is Banksy. That's the best take. No, no one cared who I was until I closed the door. <laughs> no, that was like that was like no, squeeze the bag. I should have squeezed the bag. No one had who I was until I squeezed the bag. Forgetting who all these Batman villains are, because oh, yeah. as far as I know, they're just you doing impressions of people. You have merely adopted squeezing a bag. I was born in it. Squeezed by, by it. it. <laughs> Squeezed by it. Okay. Um, Gareth, any, any final thoughts out of you? Uh, I'm just proud of Doug and uh, proud of a country that uh, allows visionaries to spread their wings and fly. Yeah. Everyone on the trash future table is standing up right now. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, you know, if you guys, if you guys had like single payer healthcare, you couldn't afford this kind of shit, you know? This way, it's like Steven Pinker says, technology exactly. means that society's always getting better. Mm. What is four tons of pressure if not a hug? If they had single-payer healthcare, then his parents would have both died in a socialist hospital, which would have been even worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Um, I, think, uh, I, think that about, I think that about wraps us. I think, I think we now understand why maybe capitalism wasn't so great. Thank you for letting Riley talk at you for a year. <laughs> the real juice was the friends we squeezed along the way. <laughs> Uh, Gareth, thank you very much for uh, for coming on with us today. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thanks, Gareth. Thank you for having me, and thank you, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I'm really sorry, not just to you, but to everyone who has listened to us 
for the last year. So thank you very much again to all of the listeners uh, for listening to our show. And I'm so sorry about all of it, about every single content, all the comic book clubs, uh, all the all the terrible jokes. Uh, but hey, here's here's to another year of us fucking doing this shit. And thank you once again to uh, Jinsang, who has given us our theme song. It's called Here We Go. You can find it on Spotify. Maybe commodify your descent with a t-shirt from Lil Comrade. Um, and otherwise, catch us uh, wherever fine podcasts are found. And if you're not listening to uh, Gareth's podcast, The Dollop, then you're a goofy and you should stop listening to ours too. Thank you. Wow. Or just start listening to his. That would be better. Yeah. No, start listening to his. But also, we don't, we don't want you on ours. Eat ass or die. <laughs> Thank Fresh you, Olga. squeezed ass. Olga in character is Olga, okay? <laughs> and now, pausing the recording. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.